Nintendo Cartridge Society presents NCS Classic Edition Metroid Other M Part 5 Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Hey, Patrick. How's it going? Good, Mark. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, that's great. We've been playing Other M, mm-hmm. um, and we just we just want to make sure you're not like listening to these things out of order or like getting ahead of yourself. We just beat uh, Vorath. Mm-hmm. Vorash? Vorash. Vorash, uh-huh. uh, who is the lava whale boss in um sector three so uh that's fresh in our heads right yeah you want to talk about that talk about that boss fight yeah um okay so my first impression of vorash first of all love the name great name i think we could make a lot of borat jokes if we wanted to (laughs) we don't have to (laughs) but like that option is there for Mm -hmm. us um but so he visually reminds my lava my lava. Like something like that? Yeah, I like, yeah, like that. <laughs> Borash, very nice. Because <laughs> um, the name sounds like Borat. Are you following me on this? I, don't... I mean, it's a complex road, but I right, am but making my way slowly. Right. We've been doing this together for a long enough time now that I think we... <laughs> <laughs> like Samus, it takes a long time for words that another person says oh, God. <laughs> to process and then for me to have a reaction to it. Let's stay on Vorash for right okay, now. Okay, all right. Then, Fair enough. Will... <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. <laughs> so he looked an awful lot. Uh, he, to me, looked an awful lot like one of the mini bosses in Super Metroid, um, which maybe his name is also Vorash. Who knows? Um, is a uh, like large red, almost frog-like creature with just like rows and rows of eyes, like Vorash has, um, and you have to just like knock it back it doesn't have any health like there's no way to just kill it kill it you can only knock it back into the lava um when when it does all of its flesh like melts off um and like the skeleton keeps popping up it's a cool moment in super metroid that does sound really cool um i don't know how uh how did you like the how did you like vorash like as as an imposing presence as a uh inhabitant of the incinerator i think it's my favorite trying to think but it's i think it's my favorite like boss that we've encountered yeah me it is also one that i've felt like i've understood the most yeah as we're fighting it um because a lot of them i'm like i don't know mark what does the guide say um but in this it's like oh yeah i can i i feel like even when i'm just hitting him with like charge blasts and he's like flying through the air that i'm dealing damage we noticed a life bar. Maybe there have been life bars on other bosses. Well, this one, the tree or the spider ant, uh-huh. um, and the big like tractor thing that we also fought yes, in that we fought this, time this well. chunk. Those are the most like yeah, they seem the most clear to me. Just like boss fights in general, like yeah. Vorash, you had the like glowing sacks basically on you know, its body, right. which is a clear video game indicator, you know, like, oh, I need bust to up those sacks. bust up those sacks. And you had just gotten the grapple beam mm-hmm. 
and there was the grapple drone in its mouth. Right, so like all of that made sense. Oh, is that what it was? I thought it just had like a glowing green tongue. No, because remember when you were like in the Metroid ball and you were dropping, you were like blowing him up and dropping the drones. Right, and he he swallowed one. one. Um, And then like Spider-Ant, you know, had the, again, just like a glowing (laughs) thing uh, on the bottom or top, depending on its form. And the this is a big problem that they need to breed out of (laughs) bioweapons. Like... vulnerable sack fine stop that thing from glowing well whatever you can do to stop it from glowing well maybe that's what dr madeline bergman bergman (laughs) was working working on is it time for us to move on to the story elements here or do we have more to say about vorash i don't have anything else to say about vorash i i uh just wanted to add that i liked fighting him that it, it was it was fun to do um and i like that his name is vorash the the other thing that was kind of cool about vorash which we didn't do because you didn't need to like you no. we've spoken this character's name more than any other character's name <laughs> uh sorry <laughs> no no no. you're i mean you're right <laughs> it's i think it's the one that we for some reason feel the most confident in pronouncing yeah maybe that's right so we're I like because otherwise it's like anthony <laughs> i mean i mean the end en- i mean enemies oh, okay, i mean okay. enemies uh but it seems like there were at least, like, I don't even know if multiple strategies, but there was at least more you could do in... Because yes, you could have uh, used one of the grapple beams to f- go to the other island and attack him from the other side. And you ended up never... Like, you never did that, which it was, like, fine. You never, never had to. occurred to me that Yeah, that but, you, happen, but yeah. like, it was a possibility. And anytime there's some sort of, like possibility in this game it's kind of like you can make a choice it's kind of a breath of fresh air i mean you said something while we were playing that um i thought really summed it up where it's just like this game is programmed for giving up oh yeah okay so let's talk about that um that there are uh, a number of places in the game and one in particular that we'll talk about where it makes you explore an area and decide that you don't have enough information or enough stuff to do anything about it and then you leave and then you just magically get it so like you have to give up on something and it's not like you're searching for another like choice or another option you just you have to examine it and give up and then the game is like oh here you go um and it's during this uh uh well how how does it start it's the um so you're in uh sector two which is the ice yeah. and snow level and you use the uh, i was gonna call it the all spark the oh yeah oh shoot <laughs> let's just call it the all <laughs> okay the all spark where you can instead of using your power your speed boost to jump forward you can jump you straight can up. jump straight up and then you turn into a morph ball and um right you traverse all these platforms to kind of like get over a ski slope area mm -hmm. um and then uh there's a a switch that you need to shoot but you can't do it because there's glass in the way yeah um and so you can like we did uh try to figure out a solution to this or what you're supposed to do is give up on it yeah and so it's it's frustrating when you realize that that's what you're supposed to do yeah because in most video games the reason why a lot of video games are fun is you see something like that and you're like, oh, this is a puzzle that needs to be solved. Right. I'm I need to figure out. out what I missed. I need to go back and examine things closer. And this game is like, no, you idiot. No, you need to fail at it. <laughs> and then 
the man will tell you what tool to use. Yeah. Which is exactly what happens. You leave the area and then uh, you get caught in a caught in a, this is a, a room that you've been in before. Suddenly glass walls go up and there are bad guys on the other side of the glass walls. Um, and then he's like, oh, hey, uh, use your wave beam. That's okay. And it's very, and I, I don't like, it, 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 it seems like the, the opposite of um, like an, an engaging challenge where the game is just like, no, 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 just fail and then I'll tell you how to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think it really sums up the game design. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and so there, there's another moment here where um, we're introduced to a new, uh, like kind of bigger enemy, which may be the evolved form of the Choka Pikachu um that we have seen earlier there's no confirmation on that this is just me guessing um and mark is staying silent about it <laughs> i mean do you want me to tell no, you no i don't want you to tell me. um uh, wait so, are we talking about the power ranger yeah the villain? power ranger villain yeah. okay um where it's holding anthony yes uh and what you have to do is you have to grapple over there um and save him now, uh, you've not used the grapple beam to this point. You don't have it to this point, or at least not. You're not authorized to use, to use it. it. Right. Daddy didn't say you could do it. <laughs> um, but you can target the grapple drone thing. But if you don't do that, the monster kills Anthony, and that, that's game over for you. For the first time ever, <laughs> you get a fail state that doesn't involve your death. Um, but, like... That's an that's another thing where it's like, well, I I you didn't tell me like the rules to this. Like I had to look at a thing I've never looked at before so that I can be told to use an item that we've never had before. Or I have to look at a thing because uh they the drone like super missile doors, the drones the grapple drones have like shown up before, like in the lava level. But again but you're right, like anytime you would look at it before, it would tell you you weren't Right. You couldn't use it. Right. So then it's dumb for the game to be like, well, why didn't you look at the thing that we told you not to use yeah. before? Uh, game over. <laughs> you didn't look at the thing. Because there are so many things you can look at in the game that don't do anything. And then if it just decides at one point, like, uh, no, one of these terminals is now super important and you'll die if you don't look at it. <laughs> we still don't have super missiles. No. Or, I mean, we have them, but we're still not authorized to use them. Man, I can't wait until Daddy gives us permission to use. <laughs> well, Super especially missiles. with the threat of the deleter. The deleter. So, Mark, who's the deleter? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> no, I mean, what? <laughs> Better question. Who's Mark? <laughs> no, in the game. So, Samus finds out that uh, somebody from the Federation is killing. Other like, yeah, like there to like sabotage the mission. So, so that way nobody finds out about the bioweapons. And the way that we the way that we get this information is that Dr. Madeline Bergstrom. Dad, Dr. Madeline Bergman. Bergstrom. Bergman. Bergman. Sorry. Dr. Madeline Bergman. <laughs> uh she says something while you're like chasing her through the shipping container thing. Uh where she's like Oh, how can I trust you Federation guys when you kill each other? Right, right. Well, because Mo- uh, well, Maurice is dead, by the way. Oh, yeah. Maurice is dead. Yeah. So long, Maurice. Uh, we find him in the snow. Right. And we're like, huh. And then we look in the window in a 
the most pointless pixel hunting yet because there's like okay so there's a, you walk up onto this cliff the game takes away control and you just see watch a cutscene of samus like noticing maurice's corpse and then the game shows you dr Berg's bergman standing bergman. in the window and then it turns into a then it like gives you back control but in the pixel hunt form so that right. way you can look at so you can point the uh uh, and you're not even Rhett. shooting at her or anything. You're no. just finding her. You just, like, but it's not even, like, finding. It's just, like, point at the window that you just saw something in. Right. And then and then a cutscene continues again. But, yeah, and so, sh- and, and, uh, I don't even That's know. good engaging gameplay right there. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Maurice is dead. Right. And, and then, then later. Madeline, Dr. Madeline Bergstrom. <laughs> Bergman. Bergman. I can't. Why do I keep finding <laughs> Bergstrom? Dr. Madeline Bergmanstrom um, is. Bergman! <laughs> she, I don't know, I guess tells you what happened, what she saw. One Federation guy gunning down another one, and we like cut to it. Right. So, like, I, in, in the moment I said, how are we seeing this? Yeah, well, because it, the, as a visual story and telling it does make sense because we're seeing it from uh madeline's perspective now sure. which we've never done before everything right. has been through samus's recollection or perspective <laughs> um and they did it to give us the information that uh again one of the federation recruits is <laughs> shooting or shot somebody else right maurice yeah is like uh trying to like keep everything yeah yeah something. trying to keep everything a secret and so, we do, but we don't know and she's like because i don't know who it is Mm-hmm. I decided to name it the deleter, and so that's why that's that's why we're calling it the deleter. Um, is that the worst name for a a killer? The worst like code name for it's really bad. I mean, it's really bad. The deleter. It sounds like a uh, um, like a reboot villain. Yeah. From from the TV show Reboot? Yeah. Where everyone is a computer game or something? <laughs> yeah. How does that game work? Where that show <laughs> Everyone's like alive in the internet or something? Yeah, I think so. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, as you are uh, chasing after Dr. Madeline Bergman, she, um, you're chasing her through the shipping containers, and then you are you yourself are attacked by a Federation guy recruit uh and he's in a very end of aliens uh yeah robo forklift kind of thing and you have to fight that but it, like and it like transforms it has lots of different components and oh, parts yeah so yeah. <laughs> i like that this thing is uh it's equipped to pick up shipping containers but also like really shred stuff <laughs> at its feet yeah <laughs> like, its feet are buzz saws for some reason <laughs> Um, and th- and that's a pretty straightforward um, fight. Again, it, it felt like uh, flexible and engaging, like we could fight it kind of however we wanted to. Um, but then you beat it. Uh, and then Mark asked me, hey, was it implied here that the guy inside, the, like the, the Marine, got away or escaped? And to my recollection, no. Yeah, to my recollection, there's no, like, cutscene that shows that and not to say that there is no cutscene because there is a cutscene but there's no cutscene that which <laughs> that shows that this. specifically yeah. but yeah i think we have to assume that the deleter got away 
Um, well, and I guess, uh, to be fair, we don't see the moment immediately after this because that this is the part in the storytelling where Samus does the thing where she's like, then Dr. Bergman explained to me that blah, 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 and right. I told her that blah, 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 blah. Uh, and again, I was forced to ask, why didn't we see that scene? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> also, Dr. Bergman and Samus look Identical. Identical, and I don't think they're supposed to. I think that's like, I I don't like because you, your initial instinct, mine certainly, after is like, oh, is it like cloning involved? Like, what's going on? Right. Why is Samus not freaked out that Doctor Bergman looks exactly? Well, and the answer is that Doctor Bergman <laughs> uh, is just another white lady, right? Just another white blonde lady. Yeah, but they look identical. <laughs> they have different haircuts. That's it. That it's like a parent trap type situation. In what way? Who do you think they're trying to get back together? Uh, clearly the deleter and the corpse that he drops in the lava. Yeah, uh, I think that's right. <laughs> uh, obviously there's some friction between the two of them. Uh, all right. So um, as long as we're on storytelling, let's stay on that. Uh, so we get this uh, little moment after Samus rescues Anthony from what I can only assume is the evolved Choco Pico Chew. Um, and then they have a conversation about Samus's relationship to Adam, right? Right. Um, and I think the relationship between Adam and Samus is supposed to be like the backbone of this thing that like holds it all together or that gives stakes for her and for him. Like, I think it's supposed to be narratively what this whole game is about. Um, Mark. What happened in this flashback? Okay, so uh, the specifics of it, like the why of it's happening, I couldn't tell you, but Adam gives the orders to like leave this guy named Ian behind. Right. And like there's like an explosion on another ship. And it seems like they're maybe like extracting. Yeah, like survivors or something. They're trying to get survivors. Um, it's, it's so many steps removed from clear <laughs> what, what's happening. Well, and everybody's shouting like, uh, like Adam staying around looking like he's a sea, sea org captain. Oh yeah. We're assuming that this takes place in a Mormon future. <laughs> Scientology right? future. Right. So a Scientology. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so everyone's like shouting about like Ian, Ian, Ian. And then, uh, fine. And. They're like, we can't just leave Ian in there. And he's like, we have to leave Ian. And everyone's like, no, not Ian. No, not Ian. And we're like, who's Ian? Like, we've never heard this person before. And then finally, Samus is like, you can't, Adam. Ian is your brother. And we're like, oh. oh. <laughs> but still, what's happening? And anyways, uh, I guess Samus comes to the realization that uh, making a big deal about that and being like, no, we have to go back. Like I'll go back and save Ian and making Adam be like, no, you can't. It's a direct order is she realizes that was a mistake because it made things more like an already difficult decision, more difficult for Adam. But it seems like Adam is completely stoic the whole time anyway. Like I don't, I think probably making the decision, the military decision to leave your brother to die it's probably not going to be made more difficult <laughs> by someone saying, no, don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's probably already a terrible decision to make. 
And he's just like, well, I'm committed to it. And then Samus, like, makes kind of a fuss about it. But she doesn't, like, actively try to stop him or anything. She follows the order. I I don't... I, I don't know. Well, and then what this has to do with the broader context, my only guess is that... So Anthony's like, oof, sorry I brought that up. Um, but makes you think, huh? And I or what like something that, like that. Yeah, he says like, what? What if that were to happen now? Right. So I'm guessing like maybe. Does Anthony know that Maurice is dead? I don't know. Um, because again, Adam has seen all of this. So don't you yes. think he'd be like, hey, ha- all hands on deck, stop reminiscing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Maurice. Like as soon as Samus is like, oh. Here's Maurice. I'm looking at him so Adam can see him too. Don't you think Adam would be like, wait a second. Hey, Sam is like, use your super missile, like whatever, use whatever you need. Something's obviously wrong. Well, so the one thing that this does do, if it accomplishes anything, is that it hammers home the idea that uh, Samus wouldn't, or like is conditioned to not betray Adam's orders. So like it does lend a little like thematic credence to her uh, having all of her powers and just not being granted permission to use them. Right. Right. And I think it's also also supposed to plant in our mind the idea that like, Oh, maybe Adam is the double agent because he was willing to sacrifice people he loved before. So maybe even though we think we're like friends or have some sort of chemistry with him, that doesn't mean that he wouldn't, you right. know, like if the if it was the quote unquote right thing to do, that doesn't mean that he wouldn't kill us all. Right. And I think the game is really uh pointing us towards Adam as as the mole. And I think I said as much a couple episodes back, but now it seems too obvious. Um But also this game is not one for subtlety. No, that's true. Uh if the most obvious thing turns out to be true, I would not be like extra disappointed i think i would be the same level of disappointment i've been in the storytelling from uh top to bottom so one thing i asked while you were playing is do you think and maybe we had touched on this before but do you think this game would be more fun with only like no combat generally maybe you know you have all your powers Mm -hmm. and it's just exploration and then occasionally you fight vorash or like the spider ent or something like that and then that's like all the combat. The rest of it is just uh, like platforming and getting around. Because like the Morph Ball stuff has all been pretty fun. Yeah, we had a couple fun Morph Ball uh, sections in this last playthrough. Um, yeah, I, if, if just like the piddly little enemies uh, in random hallways weren't there, I think the game would be better. You know, I, I don't need to blow up another... Uh, ice hive or whatever to stop ice wasps from swarming around me like it doesn't it doesn't add anything to the game um and it just sort of like slows down the sections and maybe that's maybe that's actually why they're there is that it like lengthens the game and you know means your traversal from one area to the to the next is still like fraught with some sort of pointless danger because i can imagine a version of this game where yeah you take out all of the um just like garbage character uh enemies right you know that are just like a minor annoyances mm-hmm. when you're just a little spiky tr- guys in the yeah we're just like yeah. trying to you just take all of those out and instead you focus the energy uh on creating more levels like the 
where we talked about where you like kind of like ski down a slope. Yeah, the wipeout portion. And it's not like this And it's not like it's an amazing like mind-blowing gameplay experience, but it's not something that we've really seen in the game so far and yeah. it's like, you know, enough of those small experiences, you know, I don't know the game would be great, but I think it would be more fun. Yeah, it seems like if there's a part of this game like that we could isolate as the fat of the game, it is the the hallways that you're running down where it's just the same enemies over and over again. Like for sure, that could be cut and the game would be improved. Um, what other spark jump? Spark jump is the all spark called spark jump? I, no, I feel like it's glide spark or something like that. <laughs> okay, I'm still... I mean it, and it's all spark, Mark. Where <laughs> that's that's what we're that's what we're landing on. We're gonna call it by the name of the thing in Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what else um happened uh in this little run through or this little portion of the game? When we started, we weren't totally clear on what our objective was in the game, um, and the kind of previously on thing didn't really direct us either. I was kind of just following the waypoint on the map, um, which I guess is okay. The map seems like it would be helpful in a 2D game, but in a 3D game, it doesn't seem very No, it's counterintuitive in a uh, 3D game. And there's no real... Like, you don't really have a sense of where you are or that everything's connected. No. Which <laughs> which just seems silly since it's a space station. Yeah, that there should be like a but like I mean part of the reason that it messes with your head is that like you walk into a room and it looks like you're on the side of like a a snowy cliff or something. Um and you know you're not or you're in a, a endless lava sea with a volcano in the middle of it. Oh, did you want to talk about the uh the weird little bit of backtracking when you enter sector 3? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, you have to um make your you like are at the base of the volcano again. You make your way up and then you get back into that control room that has the um uh Oh yeah, I had a hard time thinking of what it was called the first like manta ray type thing. Sure. Trilobite. Yeah, trilobite. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then you fight that again. And then another door opens. But you, you just use the terminal to do that. Yeah, but then yeah. you just like backtrack. Yeah, and it, it shows you that door opening. So like yeah, you had to go somewhere and like push a button. I don't know. Are are we being too like finicky about this complaint? It seems really dumb to me that like you go to the you have to you see the door, you see the door is locked, then you go the only way you can go for a while, find a button, push the button, the door opens, you walk back to the door. I think I would be fine with it more if the um if we hadn't already been to this room twice, I think already. Yeah, so this is point. like the third time we're doing it. So it seems like okay, by the third time, how about you open up an alternate way after I use the terminal to get back to that door. Yeah, that would be cool. I also think the game is just generally annoying. And so these things that wouldn't necessarily bother us in a more enjoyable game right. are like amplified. Right. So yeah, because I guess like a- as you're like traversing the bridge uh, back to and from the volcano, you've got to get like enough running speed and like clear the portion of the bridge that have been swallowed by lava or something. Um, and that's not that doesn't always happen automatically there are like those pointless enemies that i was taught we were talking about before so like yeah it's just the normal annoyances of the game getting in the way that 
make that kind of backtracking feel bad instead of you don't feel like you're discovering anything all right let's say one nice thing about it each Uh, oh each yeah i'm gonna go first because i we might have the same one and i don't want to think of another nice thing so i'm gonna steal it fine uh you know there's again those nice camera moments very rare Mm -hmm. but occasionally where it seems to most often be in your when you're in a morph ball like there's one part where you're in a morph ball and you're gliding along at what seems like the edge of a uh on like the side of the space station yeah and so the camera kind of dynamically pulls out to give you just a little bit of context uh i wish it would do more yeah i wish it would have like done it more and like because all you're doing is holding one direction to go in a straight line so it's not like you need the camera to be fixed behind you for like context or anything right so i wish it would have kept like um pulling further and further out so that you get a more get a bigger sense of like just how massive this thing yeah yeah yeah. uh we were saying it was very like god's it would be very like god of war yeah and this game isn't that smart no it's not it's not a god of war um so I think I actually have two things that uh, I I want to mention that I like. Whoa! Yeah, believe it. <laughs> um, so the um the portions where you are in the uh, morph ball and you're um like rolling around in these grates and some of them are electrified and you have to like drop um drop down into like little vents and then pop back out. I thought that was neat gameplay. Again, I think all of the morph ball stuff in this works and is. Um, like a good implementation of uh, the morph ball in like an action context and even in like a Metroid context, like it all just feels right. Um, but I also liked the fight with what I assume to be the evolved um, monster. Um, I had not, not the grapple one. When you're, go- when you're in like the moving platform with it, I thought that was cool. Um, and even just that whole, like, I kind of grumbled about it while I was doing it, but, uh, that platform section where you have to, um, like freeze some of the things in place so that they won't immediately collapse when you land on them. I thought that was cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think overall, while I still think all of the storytelling in this game is like super dumb, um, I didn't have a bad time playing just now. Like I I had fun. Yeah. I really think these, like, for lack of a better term, like, uh, exploration and like platforming sections mm-hmm. are by far the best parts of the game. Yeah, and I think they're getting better the deeper into the game we go. So, I mean, that makes sense. But, um, yeah, I think I might not really more challenging though. No, uh, yeah. So that's good. That's a good point. Uh, I I don't know what to attribute it to. Uh, all right, I think that'll do it for our conversation of this chunk. And uh, stick around. We'll tell you how far to play for next time. Okay, this time it's easy. You just got to get to Sector Zero. Just get to Sector Zero. And then join us for the penultimate episode of of this project. <laughs> the name is complicated. Yeah, I don't... I'm going to look. I'm going to stumble through it at the beginning of the next episode. There's no reason to do it now.